The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the last episode of ABM for Everyone Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about how account-based marketing is becoming a strategy for marketers working in businesses of all shapes and sizes. Joining us this week has been Randy Barshak, who's the CMO of Rollworks, which is an account-based marketing platform designed for ambitious B2B companies to align their marketing and sales teams to confidently grow revenue. Powered by proprietary data and machine learning, Rollworks solutions address the needs of organizations both large and small, for those with the best-in-class ABM program to those who are just beginning their exploration by empowering teams to identify their target accounts, reach their key buyers across multiple channels, and measure programs' effectiveness in their systems of record. And so far this week, Randy and I have covered everything about ABM for everyone, including why ABM is for everyone this year in 2021, using ABM for growth and scale, how ABM is changing SMB marketing. And yesterday we talked about some of the tips and behaviors that you need to model for integrating ABM across your marketing mix. Today, we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about ABM's performance evaluation and analytics. All right, here's the last part of my conversation with Randy Barshak, CMO of Rollworks. Randy, happy Friday. Welcome back to ABM for everyone on the MarTech podcast. Happy Friday. We made it, Ben. The finish line is close. We're not there. We still have to have our last part of our ABM for everyone week conversation. And today we're going to talk about measurement, analytics, performance, the numbers. When you're running an ABM campaign, you're figuring out, who your target list, making sure that you're reaching out to the most valuable prospective customers, you're changing your marketing behaviors based on their interactions, what their intent signals, what their engagement signals are, and you're building out programs that are specific to the people that matter the most. Now, how do you figure out if that is actually worthwhile or working? Talk to me about ABM metrics and evaluation. So ABM metrics and evaluation is something I think that people are still wrapping their heads around and learning how to embrace. And this is where it truly is account-based. So very, very often our measurement is purely based on individuals and not looking at holistic account activity. So what good ABM measurement enables you to do is look at movement through the sales cycle at an account level. 
And what I mean by that then is I'm not just looking at Joe Smith actively engaging, but I'm looking at the fact that there's five people from Acme Corporation that are engaging and hitting my website. And that is very different from what levels of activity I was seeing maybe a week ago or a month ago. So first and foremost, the measurement is at an account level. So even though I've got leads coming in or I'm interacting with individuals at any given point in time, the fact that I can measure the broader account and how that is moving through is a critical piece of the measurement because most of the systems out there are really just looking at person to person and not showing me how an account is moving through stages of particularly marketing cycles and then sales cycles. There are multiple buyers for your highest value prospective customers. And so you need to understand not only are you reaching one person, but are you reaching the organization broadly? Now, there's an easy way to measure whether ABM is working. You can look at your targeted account and see how much revenue you've driven from them. But unfortunately, we don't work in a vacuum and the wheels are still in motion. What are some of the leading indicators that you use to try to understand ABM success? So some of the keys that we look at are the stages of unaware, aware, and engaged. Unaware are accounts that matter to me, but have not exhibited anything that indicates that they're aware of my company or been to our website or spent any time with us. So my goal for those accounts, if again, they're on my target account list, is to generate awareness and get our names in front of them. So you want to be moving accounts from the unaware stage to aware. Aware is when they're seeing my advertisement or they're getting outreach from my SDRs or they're visiting our website, even though they might not be spending a lot of time on our website. So aware is they're starting to see your name and they're becoming exposed to your brand or your company. And then engaged is when I see accounts spending meaningful time on our website, interacting with our content, watching a demo, and there are various levels of engagement there. So that is sort of kind of going from, I would say, even pre-funnel to top of the funnel, and then maybe moving a little bit more downstream. Now, layer on top of that intent, I might have a company that is showing high levels of intent, but completely unaware of our solution. So you're going to take a very specific action to an account that you see exhibiting intent out there beyond the confines of your company or beyond even the reach of your company versus somebody that you're engaged with and is showing high intent levels. So the intent is sort of that magic whispering to you like, hey, here's an account that seems to be on the market. You guys should be going after them, whether that's upping advertising towards them or whether that's outreaching to SDRs or whether that's saying, hey, here's a $100 lobster roll gift certificate that we wanted to offer you if you take a demo. And you know, there's all kinds of ways we can try to engage people. Or if they're in your third tier, it might just be a $25 gift certificate to Red Lobster. <laughs> but You know, they have those biscuits at Red Lobster. They're fantastic. Does Red Lobster still exist? I know we're a little off topic. Is that still a thing? I think they do. It's like Sizzler. It exists in places, but technically doesn't. <laughs> I think Red Lobster still exists. And it's, um, you know, everyone I know raves about the cheddar biscuits. Perfect example of a valuable gift you can give to the third tier in your ABM prospecting. But getting back to analytics and, and thinking about measuring the effectiveness of your ABM campaign, what I heard from you is you can measure whether somebody is unaware of your campaign, aware but not engaged, and engaged. And then you're basically laying another filter of are they in market? So you basically can create a score or an evaluation 
of what propensity to buy someone that's on your target list is. And to me, that's what ABM is all about. Not only understanding who you want to reach after, being able to create some marketing automations related to what group they're in, but also understand when to reach out to them. In our SMB segment, you mentioned that your target list changes over time. You can evaluate who your target prospects should be and pivot that list. As you're starting to get these buying signals and understanding who's in your target market and who isn't and how likely they are to buy from you, how often are you adjusting your ABM list based on the data signals that you're getting? And how much of is that just a static thing that you're trying to optimize? Honestly, Ben, this gets to semantics, and I think it's a little all over the place in the industry. So one of the ways is to think of it as the fit is a static thing that changes. Again, it really only changes as there's a more fundamental shift in what my product market fit is or what I believe my core market to be. And that fit is not really impacted by anything that's more temporal so I think of that as something that you would change maybe twice a year or once a year. And you might want to, if you're in high growth mode and you're rapidly hiring more salespeople, you might want to add some more to the upper tiers because presumably you're increasing marketing budget as well. And you can pay more time and attention to priority tiers. But then within that readiness signals like the engagement and intent, would maybe create temporary, maybe we call them lowercase target account lists, or sometimes they're called audiences. So I would run specific campaigns to some of those, but it doesn't really change my core target account list. Other companies will change their target account list literally based on the campaign. Even if I'm running, hey, I'm running a special promotion for HubSpot customers right now. And so that becomes a different target account list. It's really semantics. I would call that more of an audience within target account list, but some people will call that a target account list. And that's okay. As long as conceptually, you kind of are doing the right thing. Last question I have for you is we think about evaluation of ABM campaigns and how ABM is becoming accessible down market. Do you see this trend continuing where ABM and the technologies and services work their way down to, you know, even down to the sole proprietor level? And if so, what happens to the way that we evaluate and think about ABM? Yeah, again, I think it's just like I was one of the very first Salesforce customers in 1999. And at the time, you wouldn't have ever imagined CRM can find its way down to sole proprietors, um, marketing automation. Now, I think any kind of digital innovation eventually will find its way down to sole proprietors. We use our own solution for things that are not sales related. I mean, you can target media in a certain way. We're working on some content now, right now, about how you might get yourself in front of investors if you're looking to raise money. So there's all kinds of uses, I think, for ABM that are out there and understanding the technology. So I wouldn't say it's a target for us in terms of a market tomorrow. So um, apologies to the sole proprietors out there. But again, it's something that's in your head anyway. So if your spreadsheets get too big and as the technology becomes more accessible, I think anyone looking to digitize this, eventually there'll be solutions for you. I'm just not sure it'll be maybe not 2021. At the end of the day, you know, we're seeing this trend like we talked about at the beginning of this week where smart marketers are starting to think about optimizing and focusing. They are trying to better understand who their targets are, how to better customize their marketing efforts and evaluate them. And the ABM software is coming down market to reach that demand. 
Randy, we are wildly over the time that we had allotted for this interview. So let me just say, I really appreciate you coming on, being our guest on the MarTech podcast, walking us through everything relevant for ABM for everyone. And thanks for your support of the MarTech podcast. It's been a pleasure. Ben, thanks so much. It's been a great week, Monday through Junior Friday through Friday. So hope everyone enjoyed our chat this week and have a great weekend. My new favorite term, Junior Friday. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech podcast. Thanks to Randy Barshak, CMO of Rollworks, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Randy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her company's handle is Rollworks, R-O-L-L-W-O-R-K-S, or you can visit her company's website, which is Rollworks.com. Just one more link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.